welcome to Not Another Poem. My name is Olivia Mulligan and I am a poet here to be sharing some poetry with you. It's a Tuesday and I've got a surprise day off actually, just a bit of annual leave. Um, I just had way too much I needed to use up so I thought, what am I going to do today? I'm going to record a podcast. Of course I am. Um, I'm also going to do some errands, um, Christmas errands, because I don't have many days off actually until Christmas now. It's is the it is the um it's the thirteenth of is it? Let me have a little checkeroonie. Yes, it is the thirteenth of December, and I'm pretty jam packed now until Christmas because I have got a a seasonal job as an elf. I do. Um, I did this last year as well. And oh my goodness, it's hilarious. It's not the kind of gimmicky, gimmicky elf, you know, where you just stand at a garden centre or something and you're red and green. It is, (laughs) I was talking to a friend about it and they said, oh, it's high end, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is high end, high end elfing. Um, It's with a theatre company and they brand it as an immersive Christmas experience. Um, the whole tour lasts just over an hour, and um, yeah, we're pretty thorough as we go. There is a winter waiting room, an enchanted forest, a snow barn, another enchanted forest, a Christmas well, you could call it the Christmas grotto, it's Santa's living room basically, and then Mrs. Claus's workshop, and then a Christmas disco. So, you're spoilt for choice, you really are. I'm often rotated into the the workshop, Mrs. Claus's workshop. However, unfortunately, Mrs. Claus, the last few sessions has been unwell. So I've had a bit of a promotion <laughs> to Mrs. Claus, um, which is fun, but also ridiculous because I just don't look the part. I definitely am more of an elf. Um, I had one guy the other day say, you're too young to be Mrs. Claus. So I just told him, it's just my excellent skincare regime. So yes, with this job, you do definitely have to think on your feet. You've got to improvise because you're working with kids and, oh, they really do come out with some absolute classics. Um, It's really entertaining. For example, probably my favourite memory was I was the elf that went through the enchanted forest and then into the snow barn and as you wait with the the crowds of families outside the snow barn I then say and can anybody tell me something really magical that happens in the winter time and then you kind of do this gesture with your fingertips you know snow so you're waiting for someone to say it snows and then you go, yes, and you open the barn door and you see all their astonished, amazed faces as they see the snow barn for the first time. And it is magical. It's absolutely beautiful in there. And yeah, that's that. But when I asked that question, and can anybody tell me something really magical that happens in the winter time? This little boy at like the back of the crowd, straight away, it's like he knew what I was going to ask. As soon as I'd said, winter time, his hand went bolt upright in the air. He, as loud, as loud as can be, he goes, the birth of Jesus Christ. 
And honestly, all, I mean, it's a fantastic answer. All the parents burst out laughing with, (laughs) just no one expected it. Um, I really struggled to keep a straight face on that one. Um, Yeah, just absolutely golden. And then another memory I've had lately, like I said, I'm often in Mrs. Claus's workshop and that's where we decorate gingerbread. Um, Little boy drew a penis um, on his. What can you do? Um, And uh, yeah, another girl um, in the winter waiting room just absolutely grilled me. She was asking like what kind of elf I was. Um, So do I do I wrap the presents? Do I make the presents? Um, And where do I go when you know when everyone goes home? Do I do I sleep overnight here? And all this kind of thing. It was um, yeah, really quite something. But all good fun. But to be honest, it's not actually just the kids that you've got to watch for. It's the parents as well. Because one lady came in and she recognised me from something. And I vaguely knew who she was, but I wouldn't be able to tell you her name in all honesty at the time. And she comes in and she goes, Olivia? And I have to go, no, it's Pip, the elf. And she's like, ah, yes, silly me. Um, Yeah, it's all... um, it's all very amusing. I should really now get on to some poetry. You can tell by the title of today's episode, it's 10.37. We'll get to that in a mo, but I just feel that seeing as we're talking about this elf thing, seeing as it's almost Christmas, um, this poem here, inspired by that little girl in the winter waiting room, is called, What Kind of Elf Are You? Today a little girl asked me, What kind of elf are you? Why aren't you making presents instead of entertaining this wide-eyed queue? Christmas addicts, all of them, itching to get close to Santa. Is it, isn't it the real one and all that kind of banter? So come on then, tell me, what kind of elf are you? You certainly have the hat and you certainly have the shoes. But do you eat gingerbread for breakfast? Are your burps made out of glitter? And if your fingers are blistered, would you still make presents? Or would you say you're a quitter? And why aren't you in the North Pole? What are you doing here? Because when this is over, where do you go? What's your biggest fear? Um, none of this was in the script. I sweated through my costume with dread. I realised I had to improvise. I looked at the girl and I said, Where's your mum? Or your dad? Or your granny? Where might your big person be? I'm five, so I'm big enough. I'm afraid you're stuck with me. Mummy is sat over there. She sent me here by myself. She told me to make some contacts because I want to be an elf. And when I meet this Father Christmas... I won't sit on his knee. I think that's unprofessional, not right for the company. I'm well prepped for the interview. I'm ready to meet the big man. Let's be honest, if you can do it, anybody can. Merry Christmas. I actually, um, I went into BBC Radio York, um, I think it was last weekend, and, um, 
yeah, had that ready to read because I thought, oh, it's my December slot. I'll do a Christmas poem. And, you know, they've really kindly were speaking about my new book on the radio, helping me with a bit of promotion. Um, my new book being 1037. And then Harry, the presenter, said, right. And so we're very excited to hear a poem from 1037. And I thought, oh, no, I've not got one. I was like, oh, I was going to do a Christmas poem. He was like, what? Um, so luckily I did have the copy. So I I was able to do one from 1037 as well that I hadn't prepared. But, you know, at least I had it written down. Um, so that was all a little bit of a shambles. But hey, we got through it. So yes, 1037. Um, that's my third book, which honestly feels absolutely bonkers to say because honestly, I don't even, yeah, don't don't quite know how this happened. Um, I really don't, but I'm really grateful. Um, oh, look, I'm getting all tongue-tied. Um, it's not good for a podcast, is it? So 1037, what's it about? Um, basically, Every day for 70 days, I wrote down what I heard at 10.37 and I did this in secret. And then whatever I heard at 10.37, the snippets of the world, they are the titles of each poem. So as you can imagine, it's pretty random, (laughs) quite an eclectic bunch. Um, But I mean, I found it really enjoyable um, to do the project and I hope people find it interesting and find it amusing to read. So I'm now going to read you the first poem from the book and the title of this poem is That's Just The Way It Is and I heard that at 10.37. It's actually listening to the radio so it's lyrics from a song. You know the one. That's just the way it is. Apologies, have we begun? Do you want serious or a bit of fun? How about wordplay? Do you want a pun or a ball of fire metaphor? That's the sun. Do you want freestyle or do you want me to rhyme? I'll give you a long poem if you have time. Looks like we're rhyming, otherwise I'm terribly sorry for assuming. Apologies again. Now we have begun. Do you want facts or do you want a ton of nonsense? Do you want classical or modern life reflection? Embracing the chaos and the imperfections? Exploring the everyday human connection? Expressing opinions with a different perception? The glory of nature or the glory of Wi-Fi? Lyrical or narrative? Romantic or sci-fi? It is what it is. So how can we agree? How can we know what we all want to see? It is what it is. So how about we be... Ready for anything. The next poem is called Here Boys and recorded at 10.37 was my friend on a walk calling the dogs. Here boys. I prefer the untouched, off-piste trails with slippery roots, jungle-like corridors, crunchier leaves, and trees that haven't been seen in a while. 
I prefer it here, alone, cradled by yellow, September sunlight, animated shadows, dancing like nobody is watching, nobody is watching, nobody is watching, nobody is judging, no thoughts are disturbing, no signposts are pointing, but her voice is calling, calling, calling from the footpath. That was the poem I really randomly picked to read actually in that radio interview I was just on about um, when he said can you read us something from 1037 and I thought oh I don't know which one and um, kind of in a panic I thought oh well I was out with my friends last night um, and one of the friends that was there was the one that said this poem here boys Um, so yeah that was, like I said, a bit of a panic. The whole thing, actually, I don't know what was wrong with me. I just, I don't think I was on great form on that radio interview. I guess sometimes you have those days. And, you know, I've been on the interview, been on the interview, I've been on the radio so many times. Um, I don't mean to sound big headed, but um, I mean, for over a year, I was on it every week. So you'd think I'd have gotten over the nerves by now. And um, when I was there and we got a quick photograph afterwards um, with myself and the presenter, and it all did have to be quite quick because obviously he needed to be back on the radio to carry on his job. So quick photograph, bye, bye, bye. And as we were saying bye, I then took his phone out of his hands, I think thinking it was my phone that the photo had been taken on. It was really awkward. And then I had, he had to say, what are you doing? That's my phone. I was like, oh, sorry, thought it was mine. And then I proceeded to take the book out of his hands, thinking it was mine. And he had to go, you've just given me that book. And I had to go, oh, sorry. Yeah, it's yours. And then my hand was just kind of flapping around in midair, which looked like I wanted to shake his <laughs> shake his hand, which I didn't necessarily. To which then he like shook my hand goodbye. And it was literally one of the most awkward horrendous moments of my life (laughs) so moving on now the next poem I'm going to share with you is called that's my granddad and this is a bit of an emotional one actually um basically at 10 37 I heard that's my granddad and that was said by Hannah, who I work with, absolutely lovely Hannah, um, she'd seen her granddad come into the cafe, hence saying, that's my granddad. And then she proceeded to tell me that, you know, she was quite shocked, surprised to see him um, because he's never, that she knows of, been out by himself before um, to a cafe to order, you know, a drink or a bite to eat by himself um his wife really sadly passed away and since she passed away he's yeah he's just not done that kind of thing by himself before so it was quite a big moment anyway this is called that's my granddad he looks a little different without her his green eyes have faded to gray i don't want you feeling sorry for me I'm doing just fine, 
he'll say. He'd turn up his hearing aid volume to hear his favourite song. Humming to the cafe playlist, he orders tea for one. Why have you written a sad poem? She wouldn't want me sad, he'll say. She'd want me to enjoy this life, to live, to laugh each day. Why have you written a poem at all? There's nothing special about me. He sits to watch the world go by, sipping his cup of tea. This wasn't meant to be a sad poem, just a poem about a man, reminiscing about his loved one and how their love began. He looks a little different without her. His green eyes have faded to grey. I don't want you feeling sorry for me. I'm doing just fine, he'll say. So now that 10.37 is out in the world and available um, for people to read, uh, Hannah's told me that her granddad has now read this poem and her whole family have read this poem. And they were all in floods of tears, but they absolutely loved it. And yeah, it's something that they'll treasure. So... I'm in two minds now, actually, whether to wrap it up, call it a day, or whether to read a few more poems. Um, And actually, another lovely lady who I work with, Hydri, she listens to the podcast and she's asked me, please, can you make them longer? So she wants more, more. So um, I'll, I'll read a few more. And this next one here... Um, is called Take Exit 23 on the left and it's inspired by obviously listening to the sat-nav and also um, yeah where I was actually going I was going to Devon and inspired by the fact I was selling a, a thermal wetsuit on Facebook marketplace um, extra small Um, these things all sound quite random I realise but it's explained in the poem so I'll read the poem to you now take exit 23 on the left hi is this still available or would you say it's unsaleable because it is so small and how much would it cost to post I live in Devon near the coast hence why I'm looking for a wetsuit I hear the Facebook messenger ping-ping sounds. I told her postage would be £7, and then she gave me her measurements. I'm five foot four, so not too tall. Do you think it will fit, or does it run small? I told her it was ridiculously tiny. I then felt a little wrong, googling her name, but then she told me she did the same. We were both writers. Forget the wetsuit, tell me more. An instant friendship, I'm out the door, driving down to Devon. Stop, you turn, you crazy fool. I turn back to the house, playing it cool. Take care, hope you find another wetsuit. Kiss. The next one is inspired by James saying, I don't know. And so the poem is called, I don't know. Haikus confuse me. I don't think I understand the simplicity. Now, the next one is called The Dripping Tap. 
And as you can imagine, it's because at 10.37, I heard the dripping tap. Um, And it was writing this poem, really, that made me realise how much I just love creating something from the mundane. Um, I find it really amusing and, yeah, hope you enjoy it. I must mention, this dripping tap was... I mean, it was relentless. Went on and on before we fixed it. And as it was dripping and I was sat there and then my little buzz alarm went off for 10.37, I realised this dripping tap actually has a bit of a rhythm to it. And so I wrote this poem. The Dripping Tap. Kids on the street, they be like, hey, I just want to hear about the everyday. I got 99 problems in this wrap. I got a sticky front door, got a dripping tap. I need to wash up, need to take out the bin. Got hairs on my nipple, got a spot on my chin. Got an ongoing headache, got a UTI. Channel 4 doesn't work and I don't know why. Got too many emails, need to unsubscribe. This social media just ain't my vibe. Got too many errands, but I don't care enough. Haven't got enough space, but got too much stuff. Bills are on the up, could you the MOT. I don't want to buy them but I want one free I've got a hole in my bucket got a hole in my sock got a hole in my head I got writer's block I got a problem with reaching this 99 you see I'm trying to impress but I ain't got time you see that's the problem need more hours in the day with more minutes in the hour I'd be like hey we got this so thank you so much for listening to today's episode I will definitely be recording a part two of 1037, so please stay tuned for that. And if you'd like to buy a copy, they are available worldwide. You can get it anywhere online, Amazon, Waterstones, etc. Or you can pop into your local bookshop and ask to order a copy. Thanks again. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye.